Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Tampa Tom with the goat in the boat. Is Tom Brady really going to be the Bucks quarterback? How did the Bucks pull this off, and when did they decide to move on from Jameis Winston? And what did Brady ask for when he signed with the team? We've got the inside story on how the Bucks landed the best quarterback in NFL history on this edition of Sports Day TB, or Sports Day Tom Brady. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. All right, Steve, we haven't talked, of course, since Tom Brady made it official. That would have been, uh, what, like... Friday. I guess it was Friday morning. Yes. Yeah, Friday morning on Instagram is when he when he posted his signing of his contract, the photograph taken by his 12-year-old son, Jack, um, in the kitchen somewhere in New York. Had his physical. Of course, it took a little longer than they had anticipated because he couldn't travel the coronavirus. He had to find a, a doctor there. But um, everything is signed. I, it's still a little surreal, surreal. And the fact that, you know, there is this separation period now with the coronavirus um, there is no press conference. There is no, uh, you know, Brady holding up his jersey as he typically would. And so I think that sort of the the realness is a little tamped down a little bit, but no lack of excitement um, by Bucks fans. I mean, this this really did happen. And, you know, I wrote a story in the Tampa Bay Times on Sunday we can talk about, and you can read it on tampabay.com, about sort of how – Brady was as much trying to sell himself to the Bucks as the Bucks were to him. It, it really is a, a fascinating story that, you know, for the, the smallest of odds that people may have thought even, you know, a couple months ago uh, that, first of all, Brady would leave New England and then to do it to come to Tampa Bay, a team that has had no success on the field in 12 years, uh, it really is stunning. So, we're going to dive into that a little bit. Uh, first of all, I mean, I guess we knew pretty much when we spoke last time that he was, you know, leaving New England and and uh, and Tampa Bay, you know, was was a player for him and, and was going to go all in for him. And they did just that, of course, uh, on Wednesday night when they first finally got around to talking to him to talk to his representative on Monday uh, when the um, negotiating period started. But this this really is an unlikely pairing. I mean, it's still sort of hard to wrap your brain around the fact that Tom Brady is going to be the quarterback of the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, there's there hasn't been a bigger star on the Buccaneers ever. I mean, mm-hmm. he's I mean he's the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And to think back, you know, I was thinking back to a year ago, and maybe a little more than a year ago when they hired Bruce Arians, and the conversations mm-hmm. was, you know, it's the best coach they've had since John Gruden. Um, just the hope in, in the for the the future of the franchise. I mean, you had gone through after Gruden, Raheem Morris, and Greg Schiano, and Lovey Smith, and Dirk Cutter, but you didn't have a coach like Bruce Arians, Mm-mm. and and the staff he put together as well. And so there was so mm-hmm. much hope going into last season that the Bucks finally had a good leader at the helm, and that things were going to turn around, and the quarterback whisper, all that stuff. Now, maybe the Jameis part didn't work out the way you had hoped it would, or maybe the organization hoped it would, 
But ultimately, I think it was Bruce Arians that got Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. And it was that hire a year ago that we talked about yeah. the promise and we never thought it would go to this. Right. I mean, you weren't expecting, you know, the hell, the, the crop of free agents that were available this year. You weren't expecting. No. But mm-hmm. just how in a year's time it's gone to this now, it's just, it's kind of incredible. And, and, and unfortunately, we, have, we haven't been able to celebrate it properly. I mean, Bucks fans are thrilled. If yeah. you see a social media and, you know, if you talk to any on the phone, obviously you can't, you know, hang out with them, but. Mm-hmm. No, everything everything has changed because I mean when when you think about you know Jason Light being the reason why Bruce Arians is here and and he brought Bruce to try to spend the one year with Jameis and see if he couldn't turn him around the quarterback whisperer all of that now it turns out that Jason Light hiring Bruce Arians may have actually fixed the quarterback position but not the way mm-hmm. uh, they intended you know when this when we were going through all this I mean it seemed like for all the world because we talked about how we can't have nice things and. You know, even even with Brady coming down here, of course, we're going through as a nation something far more serious. But still, it's it's really, you know, one of those deals where I wasn't sure that Brady would actually going to do this. Now, I I would say this that I'd written some time ago that they were going to make their pitch and they were going to come hard after him. Turns out they've been at this for a while. Um, you know, at least as far back as the Super Bowl and and perhaps even a few weeks before that. And really, you have to talk about Jameis Winston before you can talk about Tom Brady. I mean, they needed to make a decision, sort of who their quarterback was, whether it was going to be Jameis or not going forward. And I, and I think that there were probably some different opinions over there, um, you know, with the Bucks, whether that was Byron Leftwich, who I would think would be, have been a big Jameis guy in his corner, or Clyde Christensen um, could have probably gone either way. I don't know. But we know this, that Bruce Arians – Almost from the end of the last game, you know, when he threw the pick six to lose in overtime to Atlanta, Arians was ready to move on. And if not Brady, I'm convinced just through the reporting that they were going to have a free agent quarterback, whether that was Teddy Bridgewater or Phillip Rivers or somebody else. Um, Brady, that you know, I, I felt like Winston was still sort of in the mix. We, we said that, and I heard that the other day. Um, but I'm not sure he really was. I, I, I think there would have had to have been – They'd had gone through a hell of a lot of quarterbacks, including maybe some guys they may have traded for, like Andy Dalton or or Derek Carr or somebody, that you know before they would have gotten back to Jameis. And that's that's kind of a sobering indictment that we can talk about here, um, you know, in just a minute. And it was really it came down to the last two games. There were seven and seven. Um, you know, he 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 had just come off two really good games and. They had a chance to beat Houston and outplayed them and lost that one because of turnovers. And then, yeah, there was a missed kick in the final game, but Atlanta ends up winning in overtime on a pick six. And when you just looked at the numbers, I think it really bothered, uh, you know, Bruce Arians, who even though he kept telling us, you know, well, this is uh, this isn't five years for me, this is one year for me. Well, it was really five years, you know. And so, the combination of not wanting to do that again, and also just the class of free agents, quarterbacks were available like none we've ever seen before, I think is what kind of convinced Bruce Arians to move on. And I credit the franchise because, you know, when a lot of people were thinking that Tom Brady would never leave New England, and that was probably the most, the balance of the league believed that, the Bucks did their homework. The Bucks went went through it just as if he were, any free agent quarterback, they did their reports. 
Um, they read everything he had said. They, they paid attention during the season. And they really thought that there was a good chance that he would leave Foxborough and that he would leave Bill Belichick after 20 seasons. And I guess, you know, if you talk to the people in New England and the ones that have written about it, Tom Curran and others, um, you know, this kind of started a while ago with Brady because, you know, he had said he wanted to play till he was 45. Um, the contract didn't run through, you know, last season. He, he insisted he was going to become a free agent at that point, and he couldn't be franchised. And so all indications were that he was preparing to leave and leave on his own terms, and that's, that's exactly what he did. So I think, you know, I had somebody tell me that if teams weren't sure on that, whatever day he, he posted, I guess it was uh, probably Wednesday, where he posted that he was going to become a free agent, if teams weren't sure and they, they read that post and then they wanted to jump in it, it was too late because Tom Brady was not going to listen to an offer from some team that just decided that morning that, oh, yeah, we'd like to be considered too. Uh, he had been pretty methodical in his preparation, and I credit the Bucks and Jason Light and Bruce Arians. They were pretty methodical in theirs. And, you know, if you look at it from a football standpoint, it, we've talked about this, it made sense. Uh, there's a ton of weapons here, and that was a big part of it. Um, but, you know, Brady did his homework, too. You know, uh, his agent welcomed the phone call at noon last Monday that Jason Light made. That He was actually hoping they would call. And so there was already an automatic interest. And, you know, by the time they got around to calling Tom, it, it really was interesting. I mean, I, again, you can check out the story on TampaBay.com, but you know, Light had worked for the Patriots, you know, back in 2000 when Brady was drafted, the year he was drafted. In fact, like, uh, you know, Light was, was in the room when it happened, as they say, uh, in the play. And even though he spent some time in New England as player, player personnel director, he, he knows Tom, but he doesn't know Tom, right? They're not, they're not friends. They don't hang out. Um, certainly Tom knows that he was in the organization for a while, but there's no close personal relationship, but it was Jason that got on the phone first and he had Bruce, you know, right there by him, uh, to talk last. And they, they spoke for about 90 minutes, which, you know, so it was a good, long detailed conversation. And again, you know, the bucks thought we're going to have to really make an aggressive sales pitch to this guy. We'll talk about the players that are here. We'll talk about no state income tax, the usual stuff. But actually it turned out that you know, Brady was actually interviewing them and almost convincing them that they needed to do this um, to the point that when, I mean, he knew about the players on the football team. He wanted, the only thing he wanted to know, uh, he was intrigued about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The only thing he asked Jason was, hey, are they good guys? I think that says a lot are. there. Yeah. That I mean, he, he wanted you know, to know. And, and as you, you wrote in the story, I mean, you know, he watched the film. He knew. He knows mm -hmm. how good they are. He's seen the highlights in the film and that, but yeah, he wanted to know about their personalities. They're good guys. Mm -hmm. and I think that says a lot about good guys. Tom. It does, and then and then um, you know, so he watched the film. He knew about the defense. Of course, he knows Todd Bowles. He knew they had gotten better on defense, and he talked a lot about winning. And you know, the Bucks got the feeling that you know Tom really wants to prove something like there's there is even after and he's always been the most competitive guy in the league and but even after you know nine Super Bowl appearances six trophies he still thinks that he can he can leave a bigger mark on the game and 
and and you know we know that there's not a rift between him and Bill Belichick. But look, Belichick didn't do much to keep him. He ended up talking to Bob Kraft on the way out, and so there's going to be a natural rivalry between those two. Who's going to do better without the other? They've been together for 20 years, and there's never been a combination like that at all. But you know, the more he started talking about the Buck situation, they said he was almost like a teenager. Like he was he was fired up about it. He was you know, just excited to to go someplace else and to leave his mark on another organization. And so, you know, they just kept checking off all the boxes as they're talking to him. And then when he hung up, Bruce and uh, Jason Light looked at each other like, wow, this is this is really happening. Like, we're going to get Tom Brady, you know, like it was that it was that easy. And, um, you know, they didn't talk about money at first. I mean, when he got with his agent, Donald Yee, that was the last thing on his priority was to discuss the money. And it was a fair deal. It wasn't a crazy over-the-market deal. Brady could have asked for a lot more. He got $25 million a year uh, for two years. Uh, no trade clause, no franchise, and about $9 million in performance incentives like playoffs and the NFC Championship games and Super Bowls and the like. And so, yeah, then after that, I mean, it was just a physical. And, and you know, he signs and he puts out a – Another statement saying that he's going to resume his career uh, in Tampa Bay, and he's a Buccaneer. It's just, I mean, there there just was, but 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 before that, I think you know other teams may have assumed that he was going back to the Patriots, not the Bucks. They did their homework on this guy, Steve. They read stuff, they watched, you know, Tom versus Tom. I mean, they they were familiar with him. In fact, John Spitek, who's the pro personnel director was a teammate of his at Michigan. I don't know if you knew that. John was just a grunt mm-hmm. freshman when Brady was in his final year there. Uh, and Tom probably didn't even know him. But, you know, he can look backwards now and see sort of the sort of the drive that the guy had and some of the traits that he later developed that, that has enabled him to do this. Um, but in every, every time they, they looked, it signaled to them that he may really want to leave New England, you know, and, and the way Belichick was and just, you know, keeping his personal and professional relationships separate. And you're always just a guy. It was almost like you were the long snapper. He didn't treat you any different. And it worked for them. It worked for them for 20 years. But I think there's a part of Tom that that wants to experience some stuff. And, you know, that's that that's a huge thing. It's It's a huge thing for them. But before they could get there, you know, they had to be prepared to lose them also. So they had all these other quarterbacks that they were dealing with that they did reports on. And the key is they were ready to move on from Jameis. So it all sort of lined up, man. It was just, it's, it's a bizarre story that, you know, how, how Brady almost recruited the bucks while the bucks were kind of recruiting him because he saw opportunity. He saw a place on the East coast, uh, of warmer weather, with with the best talent he has ever played with, he's never had two Pro Bowl receivers and a tight end with the upside. Obviously, Gronkowski was terrific, a Hall of Fame player. Um, but with O.J. Howard, you see a big upside. Cameron Brait, uh, that's another story that happened over the weekend is Brait, uh, you know, redid his contract, restructured his contract. He was due $4 million on, um, you know, on, on Sunday. And he wound up uh, moving some money around. And so he's back. Uh, so it's all it all kind of fell into place, and it just seems it, it just seems like it was made to be. Like 
like this is where he believes and you get the whole TB for TB12 and I mean everything everything makes sense now right yeah, there's like order in the world or something. I mean, you know, as, as but you there's com- no order. I mean, well, I like- mean, but you come. I mean, the Bucks have the worst winning percentage of any franchise in sports. I know, and they just landed Three, eight, the go seven. How'd you do it? I mean, it just it, it's antithetical. It doesn't it doesn't make sense, and yet it makes all the sense in the world if you just look at it from a football standpoint. You know, and that how frustrated Brady was last year that they didn't get him any weapons, which has been the norm, right? Except for when he had a few guys and Randy Moss and some others, obviously Wes Welker and Edelman even before that. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, all we, all year long, he was looking for help. He didn't, didn't get it. Guys couldn't get separation. The bucks were paying attention. And then there was something else that happened. And this is where, you know, it gets a little sideways, maybe or a little taking too much, um, reading too much into it. But, you know, when Kobe Bryant died back in the end of January and his daughter, um, Brady, after a day or so, wrote something on Instagram, and he talked about how, you know, what was great about Kobe is that, you know, he he was like this superhero that was, you know, going to make a change in, in, in whatever he could touch and that he was going to try things. And, um, and what Brady wrote was, decide to make a change in yourself – uh, if there's anything that I have learned and been inspired by during this tragic, tragic, tragic event, it's seize the day. That's what Kobe always did, and that's what he wanted for us too. And that carpe diem, that, that seize the day mentality, I think Brady wanted a second act in the worst way. I think he wanted, before his career was done, to see what it's like to be with another team, to experience new teammates, to experience a new city. Um, you know, to win a ch- another championship with a team other than Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I think he he's still very hungry. And when you talk to the coaches or the people that have talked to him, um, they say he's like, you know, off the chains, nice, um, you know, just uh, really eager, uh, will do anything, has a plan, has a plan for the offseason if they ever get to it with the, the truncated part of it that we're in right now. So – yeah, it just was almost too easy in some ways, you know, and, and he's 43. Like, he's not getting the guy that, you know, that, that won Super Bowl, you know, the, the third and the fourth Super Bowl or even the fifth one. Um, they're getting a guy that's up there in age. But the people that I've talked to said that when they watch him play, um, they really don't think his arm strength is any worse. They don't think his mobility is still capable of getting out of harm's way. Um, you know, he's still a guy that ball's going to come out of his hands. And, um, you know, they'll have to collaborate on the offense and do some of that stuff. Here's what I thought was interesting, Steve. And and what do you think of this detail? So he didn't ask for his jersey number, which most people suspected he'll get from Chris Godwin. Uh, He didn't ask for any specific players like we were talking about, you know, with with Brown and those guys. That was all the reports last week. He wanted control of player personnel decisions. He wanted certain players brought in. I mean, that was what Mm -hmm. was being reported – by a lot of people last week yeah it was and jason light was even thinking to himself well does that mean he needs an office next to mine like or is he going to be like the 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 assistant gm like what is he talking about he, but brady never asked it never even came up he didn't ask about any of that stuff he asked for one thing and one thing only before they got done he wanted the phone numbers to every player on his new team that's awesome the whole list yeah and that that's what and, you and, want i mean that's that's your leader yeah 
and and you, yeah. you you've talked about this particularly over the last week that you're trying to change the culture but Brady is the culture he is it mm-hmm. and that's what that's what a good leader that's what a culture changer will do yep I don't I don't need I don't need all this other stuff and and you assume Chris Godwin will give him number twelve and they'll work out some deal because right. how are you going to turn down the goat right exactly how, you know how are you going to keep the goat from keeping his number. But he's trademarked for God's sakes. But yeah, yeah, that too. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. But. He didn't want any, all he wanted to do was reach out to his new team. That that's he did, and he didn't so need he all that for. stuff that's been reported. However, the misinformation got out there. That's didn't not what that's not it. what he was about. It was about mm. can I win with this team and do I believe in the can coaching staff and the players that are there? And how fast can I become one of them? You know, how fast can I start my relationships and earn their trust? Because and he has said this. He said it in his statement. In fact. It, I've learned one thing in football. It doesn't matter what you did last year, you know, or the year before. And so what he's acknowledging is what other great players have found. And that is when you go from one team like the Patriots or Montana to the Chiefs, they expect you to be the exact same guy, like nothing different. OK, we got Brady. Then we're the favorites to win the division. And we're also the favorites to go to the NFC Championship game, which means we're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. That's how it works. That's how it works. You're Tom Brady. You're, you know, they're not bringing you in here. Hey, if you could just go eight and eight, or hey, if you could just make that wild card round, which might be ultimately all he can do, um, if, if that. But they expect him to to do the same thing he did in New England, and you know, Brady is immediately uh, reaching out and trying to you know, create personal relationships with guys, even though it's long distance. It's hard to do. You're, you know, typically you would all get together and start throwing and, and do some things on the side. And I know he has plans to do that. Um, but but to call everybody, not just, hey, give me Godwin's number or, hey, can I have Mike Evans' number or O.J. Howard's number? Or, what about Byron Leftwich? No, this guy, this guy, he wanted to call everybody on the football team. And that really tells you who he is in terms of his leadership. And, you know, the coaches have said this, that when he walks in the building, everybody's going to have to be a little sharper. I mean, they're going to look at him like, you know what? That dude, there goes the the legend, right? There goes the goat. Well, well, if the goat can do all this stuff, we're going to have to fall in line pretty quick because you're not going to be around. He won't tolerate it. Um, the coaching staff won't tolerate it. And so Tom is going to be able to leave his mark on this franchise long be, long before he leaves. And, and then after, hopefully it will carry through much the way Peyton Manning did with those Denver Broncos teams. So this, this was really an interesting, an interesting pursuit. Um, one that I think most people thought was just leverage for Brady. And yet, I mean, the relevance that he has brought to this franchise, Steve, I mean, this, this is the center of the NFL right now, Tampa Bay, even though there's another sports going on, all they can talk about is, you know, the bucks and Tom Brady. Well, it's just, it's so unlikely. I mean, 
that that that's cool. not a franchise. I mean, you know, if you would have said, you know, even a year or two ago, hey, Tom Brady in a couple of years is going to be a free agent. Sure. Where do you think he might go? You know, and you've talked about Vegas. There's L.A. Mm-hmm. Going to be mm-hmm. the 49ers where he's from. You know, you're thinking uh, the big franchises. Miami, you know, yeah. does he go mm-hmm. to New York and follow Eli Manning? You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking, you know, big time franchises for the GOAT. You right. know, the ones that have a history, the Cowboys, uh, you yeah. know, to put that star on the helmet. Yeah. But the Tampa Bay even, Buccaneers, even though, yeah. mm-hmm. it's incredible. And it's, it's, it's phenomenal for, this, for the Bucks fans, for this area. I mean, mm-hmm. there hasn't been this much excitement for the Bucks since I've been here. I've been here 10 years now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had our moments like, you know, tar- hard knocks and they were mm-hmm. coming off a winning season and, and, you know, it looked like things were going to happen. And, of course, that, that was a disaster. And, and um, you know, coaching changes, you know, to Lovey Smith and then Dirk and um, to, to Bruce Arians. I mean, you know, there's been plenty of plenty of restarts and reasons, you know, for, for Tampa Bay fans mm-hmm. to kind of give their hearts. But there's never been one that makes them as relevant as this and relevant in a way that you know – this guy can still do it. You know he can still win. Um, you put on the film, whatever you want to say, um, but he's he still got it. And so now, I mean, I've never seen so many cut-ups of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin catching touchdown passes or O.J. Howard, you know. Um, they re-signed, you know, Cameron Brate extended his contract, so he's not going anywhere. But, I mean, it's funny to listen to the national pundits suddenly turn because they had them all going to the charge. Well, I think the best place for him is – you know, is the L.A. Chargers, he's got a production company, you know, he's big time, he can be the quarterback, new stadium, all that stuff. And they had me convinced that he wasn't coming here. Um, but he looked at the football situation and the fact, like geography, we've talked about, mm-hmm. it mattered. Um, his son is in New York from his, his first relationship. Uh, and, and, I mean, you know, that that's important. I'll tell you what else is important, and I didn't have, he didn't tell me this, some other people think this, so I don't know if he left this impression. Getting out of Boston, I don't know if you spent some winters there, but you know what January's like. That's how they used to always get knock the Colts out because you go in mm-hmm. there and be dank, and it's dank, it's gray, it's muddy. It's just like, ugh. Um, the idea for him to come down here and play in the warm weather at an age where, you know, no matter how many plyometrics you do, you're going to get a little stiffer. Uh is really intriguing to him. Like he's looking, he's one of those guys that's, you know, sort of looking forward to getting out of the cold, like most guys that are close to retirement and coming down and, and experiencing, you know, what it's like to play, um, you know, in this climate and this, this environment. So, I mean, all those things just sort of lined up and I, I was kind of like, is it really, was it really this easy? And the answer is yes. It just wasn't that hard because he was ready to leave new England Belichick wasn't going to do anything, put out any kind of a, of a big offer for him. And, you know, he was he was looking for that carpe diem. He was looking for adventure. And now he's got it. And now the only sad thing is, is that who knows when we'll see him? You know, who knows, like, if those guys who are already going to have an abbreviated offseason will really get to spend much time on the field together. Yeah, I mean, that's the hard part of what's going on in sports right now is, you know, you hope. Terrible. You hope by May, June, that mm-hmm. you know we can start getting athletes together and and in some way, whether it's practicing or playing games without fans or whatever. You're hoping things start to resume around then. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be at least till mid-May at this point, based on the CDC's recommendations and the way things are going. As we're going to start seeing 
you know, a lot more uh, shelter in place orders from states is what five or six of them already have them now. Um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine Florida's too far behind in, in that regard. But right. yeah, I mean, you know, the good thing for NFL fans is that the season doesn't start till September. You know, you hope by you know midsummer that things are back to somewhat normal, if not normal, or what yeah. we're used to by then, and and. You know, it'll be an abbreviated short run to the, you know, the regular season and training camp and that. But, you know, hey, look, you've got the GOAT. When he says, hey, we're working out this date, this place, i got to oh, imagine everybody's running. Absolutely. They're going to be running, and they're going to have the attention to detail and all that stuff. And, um, you know, he's going to make them all better. I recognize that this is different from a media standpoint instantly. I mean, instantly. Because the amount of followers on Twitter, the amount of—I mean, I don't—I could have—I could have done a radio interview every half hour for the last two weeks. I mean, everybody wanted to talk about Tom Brady and the Bucks, and you know, for from what I do in terms of writing stories, so I write this story for Sunday and I put it on Twitter. This sucker has close to eight hundred and fifty thousand views from people on Twitter. And it has, you know, nearly 60,000 engagements on Twitter from one story. And it's still going. It's still it's still posting, you know, more readers and, and stuff like that. You're just not going to get that right from, from any player in the NFL. Uh, I've had letters from people from Boston that are so upset uh, from the New England area that they are losing Brady. And, and many of them, I'd say the majority of them are such big fans of his that they're now Bucks fans. They're now going to root for Brady in Tampa and openly tell you that. So, you know, tough thing for, for the New Englanders for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but well, in a, man, in a classy and, ad by Robert Kraft in the Tampa Bay Times oh, on yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah. That was terrific. Um, and, and not just, you know, saying goodbye and this, but, you know, hey, Tampa, you got a good one. And, you know, just, mm-hmm. the, you know, kind of, you know, we talked about Belichick's statement last week, which mm-hmm. was, you know, more than you would ever expect from him or pretty much any coach at that point. I mean, you know, he talked about him more like a son than he did a football Absolutely. player mm-hmm. or his quarterback. And, and Robert Kraft, you know, his comments are kind of in the same regard too. Yeah. Um, and that's how highly they think of him. I mean, you know, and, and when you win six Super Bowls, of course you're going to think highly of them. But, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have to go above and beyond as much as they did in their comments. But no. because of their affection for him, they did. Yeah, very, very much so. And and they said the last thing they said in that ad was about Tampa Bay. You know, you got a good one. Take care of them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the way you would say, you know, to a, a college, you know, uh, coach or something when you're sending your kid off to school. Hey, take care of him. He's one of ours. He's our family. And that's the way they feel about him. I mean, there's a few people that are a little upset that he left. But the majority of the people that have, have emailed me, you know, from the New England area are all big Bucks fans now. And, of course, the tickets – um, have sold like hotcakes. The you know the pre-orders for his jersey has gone through the roof. They don't even they're know what it looks again. like, but they've already it's already through the roof. I know, I know. It doesn't matter if it says Brady and then twelve. We we'll go. We're all in. And then and then of course the schedule is going to be phenomenal. I mean we're not we're going to see you know all the A-list uh, announcers, the Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworths, and maybe Peyton Manning on Monday Night Football or whoever does that. I mean it's going to be really. You know, Jim Nance, hello, friends, is going to be there with uh, with Tony Romo. And, uh, you know, so it, it's how the rest of the NFL lives and, and is what the Bucks have 
you know so been so thirsting for is to is to be relevant. I, I don't know if you saw um, there was a post on on Twitter. Mike Evans was actually playing uh, a video game uh, with somebody online, and it got copied. And he had just found out that you know there was you know that they had gotten Tom Brady, and he was pretty excitable. Uh, and he said, like, put this in perspective, like we got Tom Brady. I, I, I played six years and have never been to the playoffs. This dude has won six Super Bowls and, and he was he was fired up. So I think even as much as people love Jameis Winston on that football team, they don't want to really speak out because they don't want to be disloyal to him. And that's understandable. How could you not? How could you not just be if you're a player? Uh, be terribly excited and now they're telling us that there are free agents from around the league guys that you wouldn't necessarily expect that have popped up and said they want to play in Tampa Bay with Tom and and have one more you know one more ride into the sunset so that's how quickly this thing has changed I mean it's changed from a media standpoint it's changed from a fan standpoint certainly from an organizational standpoint Um, yeah it's just it's an amazing story and we hope that we can enjoy the ride some point if we get past this pandemic and all that's going on. But it's almost like a welcome distraction, all this Brady news. You know, it really came at the right time for Tampa Bay. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, this is this this is the distraction from everything else yeah. that's going on. The social distancing, the stay at home, the mm-hmm. the news stories that come out every day of how many more cases are, you know, not only nationwide, but in Florida. Um, this mm. is a very welcome distraction. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll find out, like, what his plans are with respect to uh, – I'm sure there won't be any travel, but it, it, at some point we'll have a chance to talk to him, uh, maybe in a video conference and something like that, although we can't be too close together. So come to think of it, it might just be a conference call. But when we do, of course, you can read all of that on TampaBay.com. You can read my story, which has just gone bananas, you know. But me, I got people like Colin Cowherd calling me out and stuff. It's, like, weird. And Colin was the first guy to just say definitively, no, he's he's definitely going to Tampa. Uh, so you got to give him credit for that. But um, yeah, it's been it's been wild, man. It's like everybody's a Patriots fan, but more importantly, everybody's a huge Tom Brady fan. I mean, we we got you know the goat is going to be here, and and uh, for better or worse, he's going to change this franchise, and it's going to happen pretty quickly when he when he if and when he can ever get out of town, so or get into town. So that's that's how I spent my weekend, Steve. I don't know how yours went, but I was I was kind of busy following the touchdown Tommy around. Yeah, I was a lot of social distancing and uh, keeping yeah. uh, two boys entertained. Oh my goodness! Isn't that something having the kids home, man? It's just like I'm used to working from home. You work a lot from home. Mm-hmm. I don't work from home with my kids around. That's the biggest difference. Well, and I'm curious this yeah. week as we start virtual learning for the school age oh, kids. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they're all excited. You know, I mean, the school's been sending updates and we're going to do virtual learning. And they've kind of put it on, not hold for this week, but this week's kind of a feeling out and learning and yeah. and all this. But that's great that we're having virtual learning and, and needed and it's it's wonderful. But how much time do I have to devote to this every week <laughs> when right. I'm still doing work all day? It's not like that's, we're that's home right. just off off work and, and helping no, the kids. No, this is so. your office. That's right. So it'll be. It, it's going to be. This is kind of the new normal for now, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, they're going to have to virtually help teach themselves because I think I'm going to be pretty busy uh, writing as I normally do. But my kids are a little bit older, so they get a little more antsy. Thank God for iPads. 
that's the one thing they can connect with their friends even they can't see them they can get on there and they can be you know Mm -hmm. face the camera and and kind of you know do stuff but um it's 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 tough and it's unfortunate too that you know that brady of course there's bigger things to worry about but obviously he can't come down here and hold up the jersey and all of that there'll be time for that they're still going to unveil their jerseys what better guy to maul it than tom tom brady um so hopefully we get past all this we get past the pandemic we get into i don't know april or or may and uh, they're able to do some things over there at one buck place of course we're hoping that baseball season isn't all gone yet and you were telling me that that the NHL wants to try to play salvage some some form of playoffs, right? Well, I mean, I think the NBA does too, but they've said they really want to lift a Stanley Cup this year. Um, yeah, they don't yeah. know how they're going to do it yet. They're open to ideas, and and they said everything's on the table, but they they want to award a Stanley Cup. They want some team to lift it up at the end of this yeah. season. So how they get there that's you know still very much to be determined and will depend on what happens over the next month month and a half as far as mm-hmm. um what spread what spread the government no does spread, yeah. what individuals do to to contain this and not you know to to practice the social distancing and, and that um i'm so glad mm-hmm. everybody's washing their hands now so that's a good thing <laughs> yeah what, what what were you doing before anyway <laughs> No one was washing. Apparently, no one was washing their hands well, or going to the bathroom well, at home. I like because the those are the post, two yeah, things. The Facebook post that says, "I'm not, I'm not, not shaking people's hands because they didn't wash their hands. I'm doing it because they're out of toilet paper." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I went to Publix and uh, I uh, up here in Lutz, and I thought uh, I got there about eight thirty, right, which is a half hour after they open, and I'm already, I'm already frustrated because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go in there. And whatever they had in under file or, you know, uh, lined up was going to be gone. And I'm actually seeing baskets come out with some toilet paper. And I'm thinking, could it be? Is there a chance? And then I go to the toilet paper hour. Everything's cleared out. Not one stitch of paper anywhere. Well, it turns out you could get it, but you had to know, you had to know Charlie in the back, you know, who was standing by a, a swinging door. <laughs> and if you went back there, he had a, he had a, he had a, a pallet of them. And so basically everybody was limited to one package, one roll package, right? Mm-hmm. 18 or whatever it was. And so you go back there and if you knew the if you knew the code word, um he would hand you he would hand you like you know one box of tissues or or toilet paper or whatever it is and then uh, you were done. That was it. That's all you could get. But yeah, I don't I don't get the whole run on this. But man, so much has happened and just over these this last week or so and we don't know so much about you know, about Brady, about when he's going to live, about when he really – look, I'm not naive to think that, you know, I know my wife wouldn't be going to Boston after I had one conversation with a boss. She'd want to know what the hell the area was about and try to check it out and all that stuff. Um, I will, We'll find out if he was ever down here. I know he was down to the Super Bowl in Miami uh, because they had all the MVP quarterbacks out there and whatnot. So that was kind of neat. But, um, yeah. I mean, it it really happened. It really happened. Tom Brady is a Buccaneer, and um, you know, in the, in the uh, the tradition of we can't have nice things, uh, you just got you just got to hope they actually play the season, man, because uh, we don't know where this is headed. Speaking we, of that, you you mentioned the schedule, and it usually comes out a week week and a half before the draft, which is about yes. a month away. Mm-hmm. But not knowing how things are going to shake out, do you think they actually release the schedule in April, or do they hold it longer? I mean, I don't. I think they could release it only because you know they're they're certainly planning on it being done by September. So at that point, if it's not, then you're yeah, you're going to have to do something dramatic with your season. But 
as long as there's 16 games, you know, teams are slotted to play certain opponents and they're slotted to play certain divisions home and certain divisions away. Um, and, you know, I don't know that any of that will change, but it's a great question. I mean, we really – we don't know. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. So, um, I – there's a lot of good opponents on that schedule, and there's a lot of primetime games, yeah. I think. Well, I also know um, ESPN and NFL Network need programming, so they would really like the schedule to be released. Absolutely. That's a whole day, right? That's kind of what they're doing. It's a whole day. They'll make a week out. out of that. Absolutely they will. And, you know, there's still some free agent signings. I mean, Cam Brake decided to, to restructure his contract. He's staying here. Um, Kevin Minter signed a one-year deal. He's staying here. Of course, you know about Jason Pierre-Paul and – and Shaq Barrett, who was franchised. So they've got a good nucleus and a good core, uh, especially with all those weapons on offense. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's something, man. <laughs> it's, well, hopefully we get to the, hopefully get to the offseason. And, and like I said, we'll have a chance to talk to him more. We'll find out what he's about. He's a whole corporation. He's a brand. He's TB12. He's already, already got some T-shirts with the Tampa Bay Colors. Um, Chris Godwin's will have to give that up at some point, but, um, you know, there's a lot of layers. John Romano had a good column in the Tampa Bay times, the 20 things you may not know about Tom Brady. That's not related to, uh, obviously, you know, necessarily playing football or, or some of the celebrity stuff he has done. Um, so we got Tom Brady all the time and thank goodness we have that distraction right now. Uh, we'll be getting into a couple weeks in draft that has not, that's been moved from Las Vegas, but it, the dates have not changed, so that's still at the end of April. So we got lots of stuff to prepare for that. The Bucks picked 14th overall. Uh, they may want to add an offensive lineman to protect Brady. They may want to get a running back. I mean, there's a lot of options there. So, yeah, just uh, lots to talk about with Tom Brady. We're in a different universe, man. There's so much interest in this guy, and um, so we're glad that uh, you guys can come along and, and chat with him about it and get you get your minds off of, of you know, sort of what's – what's going on in the world that's maybe a little more important, but uh, that's why we're here. We're here to talk sports and anything else that you want to bring us. Speaking of uh, guys you might want to hear from, my former radio partner Tom Jones, a longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times and now on the uh, does a newsletter for the Pointer Institute of Media Studies, was going to join us uh, maybe for the next day or so. We might might do a make double up, a double dose of Tom Jones, which would be nice. So look forward to that. For sure. And then later in the week, we'll talk to Mark Tompkin. And what would be maybe opening day uh, is not going to be for Major League Baseball. We'll a season, if any, they may be able to salvage uh, when they do finally start playing and what kind of team that the Rays have and where all their players have scattered. So Tom Jones tomorrow, Mark Tompkin later in the week. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 